It all started with a dream. This is so stupid! <laughs> In my whole life, <laughs> I got some things to say. I'm still slowly dying, but uh. hey, we all are. <laughs> Good morning, Back Row Radio. I'm Matt. And I'm Mo. And you're streaming the Morning Side Hug, a Back Row Morning Show exclusively on BackRowRadio.com. On today's show, terrible behaviors that are more common than you realize. And we dive into a deep topic, four keys to breaking bad habits. But first, it is February 5th, and we have a holiday to celebrate. We do, and it's one of my favorites. <laughs> Today is World Nutella Day. What, what? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Nutella is a spread flavored with hazelnut and cocoa first introduced in Italy in 1964. (laughs) The product is popular throughout the world. World Nutella Day, first held in 2007, was the brainchild of Nutella enthusiast and blogger Sarah Rosso. I guess I'm saying her name right. (laughs) Fans love it. Each year, the Nutella maker Ferrero selects one Nutella lover to lead the celebration. On February 5th, Nutella fans post pictures, recipes, and messages declaring their love and loyalty to the popular spread. Here are some special moments in history of Nutella. In 1966, the son of the company's founder created the first ever jar of new hazelnut cream. He soon named the New Delight Nutella. In 1978, Nutella launched in Australia and opened its first plant outside of Europe in Sydney. In 2005, nearly 28,000 Nutella enthusiasts gathered in Germany to participate. Gelsenkirchen? 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 Oh, gosh. I just need to call Carolina. Gelsenkirchen. Gelsenkirchen. Sure. (laughs) Germany, to participate in the world's largest continental breakfast attempt. In 2014, Nutella marked its 50th anniversary by holding celebrations in 10 countries throughout the world. And in 2017, the first Nutella cafe opened in Chicago's Magnificent Mile. So I had never even heard of Nutella until I started dating uh, my wife because it wasn't really sold in stores here in America Mm -hmm. at that point. The only reason they had it is because they bought it at the BX. Yeah. Because their dad was in the Air Force. And they had lived in Germany. And so they had access to it there. They said, Deidre said that one of her favorite things is they had like street vendors that would have like this puff pastry thing that was just full of Nutella. Yeah. That was one of her favorite things to eat. Yeah. And so, so I was skeptical of this thing. I was really skeptical when I saw the jar and I saw, you know, it's not quite the consistency of peanut butter. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of, it's, it's, it's like slightly gelatinized. So when you put it down, it kind of flops down a little until you spread it out. Mm. It's a little strange to me and I was worried. But that first bite of a piece of toast with Nutella on it. Changed your life. Forget it. Yeah, I know. There's no I know. going back now. Yep. So good. So there, fun fact, there is not peanut butter in Europe. Nutella yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. is essentially their peanut butter. That's right. what that's what they use. So and when we were in Italy, we had to like we could get Nutella anywhere, go yeah. on the economy and buy Nutella, but we had to go to the commissary 
to buy peanut butter. Mm. On the flip side, now, well, not so much now. now you can buy for, it uh-huh. for a while ago, anyway. Yep, we had to go to the commissary <laughs> to buy yeah. Nutella. But yeah, markets, street markets are a big thing. That's how Europeans do their grocery shopping yeah. on a daily business, a daily basis. And so, yeah, you could just go up to the little bakery guy and mm-hmm. get absolutely any kind of pastry that you can ever imagine or think of. Filled with Nutella. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. So, yeah, chocolate hazelnut has become very popular mm-hmm. in America. Yeah, There's Hershey's even... tried their own little thing, and it's not right. nearly, not as, nearly good. as good. Not nearly as good. There is even an Uncrustable sandwich now with chocolate hazelnut spread on the inside instead really? of peanut butter. Yeah. Hmm. Mitch mm-hmm. didn't try it one day. Uh, let's see. There is a there is a keto butter. It's a G butter. That has just come out with a chocolate hazelnut thing, mm. and their big deal is that their their butter you could spread on you know bread or whatever that you like, but it also will bake into kind of like a little soft cookie, huh? Like you put a yeah. put a tablespoon on a thing and microwave it for like thirty seconds, and it's supposed to become like this soft cookie, and so. I think that might be the first jar of that I try. Yeah. The chocolate hazelnut. So I'm, I'm excited for it. Mm-hmm. Well, it is Wednesday, Wednesday. We're going to play a game, and this is going to be the beginning of my attempt to take back the title, the title belt for Mo. So I got to oh. win this game, and then I get to challenge her for it in the same game next week if I win. There's so much pressure. <laughs> so we're going to play... A game that I'm actually terrible at, so Uh-oh. you might be fine. Okay. <laughs> and you know I'm terrible at this game. It is uh, oh, yeah. the five-second guess game where where you are given a uh, name, three things. In five seconds. In five seconds. And uh, it's, it's kind of a speed thing. I think we do... I don't know how we do it. We just do ten and see how many we get. I think that's how we did it. We haven't done it in a little while. I thought we just did as many as we could in a minute, right? Does it give us a minute? No, you have to pick how many rounds. Oh, okay. But it gives you that option. Okay. All right, so I'm going to pick... We'll do 10. Okay. We'll do 10, 10 rounds. All right. Oh, but that's right. It also makes us two, <laughs> two players. Uh, so we'll stick with five rounds, and that'll give us 10 questions. Okay. we'll just keep it on. One person at a time. Okay. Cool. Instead of trying to switch the phone back and forth. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Are you ready? Yep. I'm challenging you first because it's my show, I guess. Because <laughs> I wrote it. Whatever. <laughs> Name. Oh, wait. This is, hasn't started yet. Name three bands with a number in the name. Blink-182. Oh, I did it wrong. I was supposed to ask the question and then hit the button. I hit the button and then ask the question. See? Let's just... That one was a wash. Wash. Good, because I could only think of one. My bad, y'all. That's not fair. (laughs) All right. Name three universities. Oh. uh, Texas Tech, (laughs) Eastern New Mexico, and East Carolina. (laughs) I don't think so. Don't think so. Man, there's so much pressure. All right. Name three things that fly. A bird, an airplane, a jet. Yeah, you got that one. All right. We do have to run out all the clocks here. Got that one. All right. 
Name three things you see in the sky at night. Stars, moon, the sun. At night? You can see it at night. At night. Yeah. Planes. You can see it night at night. Night is the absence of sun. You can see it at night. No, you cannot see yes, the sun. Yes, you at can. Night. How can you see the sun at night? If you are in the right place. What? No, because <laughs> anywhere you are with the sun, it's not night. <laughs> This is why my dad always said I should be a lawyer. (laughs) If you're in the right place, you can. (laughs) Uh, But you did yell planes before the end, so I'll give you that. Thank you. (laughs) Name three countries starting with C. Colombia. Chile, Canada. Oh! (laughs) China. But see, then I always have a hard time with, like, especially the Southern American, South American. Are they countries or are they states or are they cities? Oh, Oh, but you just mean the names. Yeah. Remember what they are. Gotcha. I gotcha. I gotcha. All right. Ready? Yeah. Name three flavors of ice cream. Vanilla, chocolate, strawberry. So boring. You had plenty of time. You could have gone butter pecan or something up in here. (laughs) Name three famous boxers. Rocky Balboa. (laughs) Is he real? Muhammad Ali. (laughs) Is Rocky not a real person? Sylvester Stallone in, in the movies. No. Wasn't it a real, like a movie no, about it? No. <laughs> I would have given it to you because he is a famous boxer who didn't say specify a real person. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, gracious. Okay. So I got three. Huh? I've gotten three. How three many are right? we doing? You've gotten three right. Yeah. It's not over yet. Oh, I thought we were only doing five. No, five rounds, but that's still ten questions. Oh, okay, got it. Just for the app's sake. Got it. All right. Name three cinema snacks. Twizzlers, Red Vines, M&M's. <laughs> Throwing it back to our Twitter question yesterday. All right. It's the only thing I could think. <laughs> Name three things you can cut. Paper, your flesh, and food. <laughs> your flesh? You sounded so sinister the way you said it. Your, Your flesh. flesh. <laughs> oh, gracious. Okay, you got two more here. Name three Pokemon. Can I phone a friend? No. If you can do it within the time limit. Pikachu. <laughs> That's it. I know a few. I know at least three. Uh, Squirtle! Squirtle, Bulbasaur, Mewtwo. uh, Yeah, it takes me way too long to try and remember the conversations my 14-year-old has with me. (laughs) Jigglypuff, yeah. Okay. Sorry, Toby. Failed that one. Let you down. I think this is your last one. Name three things you buy in a bakery. Donuts, bread, and pastries. Pie. Pie. (laughs) How about that? (laughs) All right, you got six. Six hey! out of ten, so not bad. <sighs> not a bad start. All right. Ugh. 
right. Are you ready? Yeah. I just hit play, right? Yeah. Okay. Name three words that rhyme with red. Bed, head, dead. Okay. <laughs> I'm determined to do well. Nailed it. Okay. Name three things you can wear on your neck. A scarf, a tie, a bolo tie, which is a different thing. <laughs> but it's a tie. Just because it has the word tie doesn't mean it's the same thing. You could have said necklace. A bolo Matt. tie. A necklace. It's in the it's in the, necklace. It's in the yeah, name. I didn't think about necklace. <laughs> you know how I play this game. I go for the wild stuff. <laughs> I'm playing for keeps here. I'm going to be nice and say nailed it, but I don't think you did. A bolo tie is different from a tie. Come on now. It's different. It's sure, not it even, looks different. It's not even made of fabric. It is made of, well, it's technically, it's leather. It's like a leather. It's almost a necklace. Listen, this is my you can see the sun at night argument, okay? <laughs> people agree with me. I uh, know. I don't think the they do. Name three different exercises. Uh... Lifting, running, jogging. <laughs> running and jogging are essentially the same thing, but technically different. You're cheating. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong, Miss Marathon. Tell me I'm wrong. Is a run and a jog two different modes of running? But seriously. <laughs> biking, swimming. I know. I understand that I'm bad at this. <laughs> Squatting, lunging, but as long Zumba. as I can, as long as I can pull in the technical win, I'm gonna go for it. <laughs> All right, name three actresses. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> the first name that came to mind is a news anchor. I almost said Katie Couric. No, she's not an actress. And then my mind just went blank. <laughs> okay, failed it. I'm terrible with name-based things. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Name three banks. Western Bank, Citizens Bank of Clovis, America, Bank of America. (laughs) (laughs) You okay there? Take a breath. Western Bank? There is a Western Bank in town here, so I'm counting. It might not be a national bank, but it's it's on pile. It exists. Are you sure it's not Western Union? No, it's Western Bank. It's not Western Union. All right. Nailed it. (laughs) (laughs) Name three types of tree. Oak. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Pine. (laughs) Elm. Elm. Evergreen. (laughs) Christmas tree. I would have given you Christmas trees. I hate that. <laughs> Your brain just empties out. It does. It I know. Like, oh. Uh, it <laughs> yeah. leaves. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. Oh, Countries that start with I know, C. Like, I know trees. <laughs> I know plenty of trees. At least three I should be able to name right off the top of my head. Oh, this game. Oh, man. Um, okay. Name three countries with two or more words. Oh, my gosh. No. <laughs> I mean, United States. That's all I know off the top of my head. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to even think of any, isn't it? They should give us a list of like possible answers afterwards. I mean, 
Russia used to be Soviet Union, but it's not technically now. I guess I still could have said that because it was a country. Yeah. What's another one that's two words? I have no idea. Hey, Siri. Tell me some countries with two or more words in their name. See, this is what I don't like about Siri. (laughs) Alexa just gives me the answer. She tells it back to me. Siri, I've got to go do my own research. I found these articles. I know. I hope you got this one. You ready? Name three superheroes. Superman, Green Lantern, Batman. There you go. With five seconds left. Black Lantern, Flash. (laughs) Nailed it. Supergirl. I can't tell, like, how many rounds we've done and how many you have right. Uh, Well, how many have right, you just add those two numbers together. But (laughs) That's not true. Yeah. That's how many are right. Oh, okay. For each player, but technically it's just one player, so you add them together. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Name three things found in the ocean. Shells, seaweed, fish. Good job. (laughs) Trash. Trash. (laughs) Cruise ships. Cruise ships. (laughs) Name three comedians. Bill Cosby, which is uh, rough. Um, All of them I'm thinking of are bad. I don't want to say them. Jeff Foxworthy, Billing Ball, yes, but all, Iglesias. I, kept, I kept coming up with Louis C.K. All the ones that were in the Me Too movement. <laughs> like, no, no, I don't want people thinking I listened to these guys. Failed it. Man, I thought you were going to get Dave that Chappelle. one. I know plenty. Brian Regan. I know a lot. Jim Gaffigan. I know so many. And I just, I freaked out because of the ones <laughs> I immediately came to mind were terrible people. Because Bill Cosby, are you done? I guess that's all. And you had six. So oh, we, we tied? We tied. Oh, man. Okay. Well, let's do... Let's do two, three, let's, more, four... We can do three, a lightning round. One lightning round? And we have to get it. Like, you have to ask me a question and I have to get three or I lose. Okay, so we're just going to do one thing. Yep. Until the person Until doesn't the get it. Until the first person loses, yep. I guess, essentially. Okay. Here we go. It's about to end right now. <laughs> <laughs> Name three animals that begin with the letter A. Aardvark, armadillo, antelope. Yes! Damn. <laughs> oh, ah, I looked at it. I'm sorry. Because I can't pick more. I can't just pick one. Right. You know. All right. <clears throat> Okay, ready? Okay. Name three celebrity couples. Forget you. (laughs) Forget you. Forget this game. I hate it. I hate it all. (laughs) Stupid. This game is stupid. I don't know who picked this game, but it was stupid. I win. (laughs) Just in case you... Didn't know. <laughs> Gosh, that is so maddening. <laughs> of all the possible <laughs> questions, I mean, you could have just gone with Brad Pitt all around. Brad Pitt and Angelina <laughs> Jolie. Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> I have. Well, I already established. I have a hard enough time naming three celebrities, <laughs> just single celebrities, 
Now I have to remember couples. I don't know couples. I don't follow gossip. I remember Brad Pitt and Angelina. I do. And I remember Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston from when that happened. That transition exactly. in life. There was two That's right there. That's I would have I would have given you those two because they, <laughs> they're not current couples. But, you know, whatever. It oh, works. Oh, gosh. Then you could have just made up one. <laughs> Forget it. I Bobby lose. Bobby and Clyde. Game's over. They're celebrities. Jeez. <laughs> so upset. Coming up next, you might be disgusting, but hey, we all are. We'll be back at the top of the hour with more of the Morning Side Hug right here on Backroad Radio. Back to the morning side hug, a back row morning show here on backrowradio.com. Uh, <laughs> I keep talking here. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna kick off the second hour as we always do with five random facts. Five random facts. Okay, number one Antarctica, Antarctica is the largest desert on earth. It's considered a desert because its annual precipitation can be less than 51 millimeters. <laughs> millimeters. <laughs> millimeters. A double M is millimeter, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> New Horizons, the first NASA spacecraft to explore Pluto up close, carried some crema- cremated ashes of Clyde Tombaugh, the man who first discovered Pluto. All right, cool. That's like kind that. of all. Ray Charles, although blind <laughs> since the age that? of seven, it was all. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's your brain just abandoned the sentence. That's kind of uh... a... <laughs> I just had another on-air stroke. That's all. <laughs> Sorry. Go on. Ray Charles, although blind since the age of seven, started a foundation to help those with hearing disorders. He didn't believe his blindness was a handicap, but thought the inability to hear, especially not being able to hear music, was more of a hardship. Yeah. That's kind of yeah. aww. <laughs> um, studies have suggested that gifted people often have bad handwriting because their brains are working faster than their hands. I believe that. This is true for my son. <laughs> Worst handwriting ever. Despite guac being extra, Chipotle goes through 97,000 pounds of avocados every day. So many avocados. So <clears throat> when we have an avocado shortage, we know who to blame. <laughs> it's Chipotle's fault. <laughs> All right. So do you have bad behaviors, Mo? Do you bad behave? I am perfect in every way, (laughs) shape, and form. I don't believe you. Well, we are going to look at some (laughs) statistics here about some bad habits and just how many of uh, the rest of the world, or America at least, also have this bad habit. Can I just say that I feel like a bad habit is is different than a bad behavior? It's, 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 well... Yeah, you're right. It's bad behavior. Bad behavior. Is it it's bad choosing behavior? to do something like this? Okay. For your own, most of the time, for your own selfishness. Here. Okay. So we'll we'll get with the first one. You'll understand what I mean. All right. You can't be bothered to get out of the pool and find a toilet. 
<laughs> you and 41% of Americans admit to peeing in the pool. <laughs> when have I admitted to peeing in the pool? <laughs> the hypothetical you. Oh, the I was like, what are you doing right now? <laughs> you can't just out me like that. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, 41% of Americans just like, it ain't worth it. <laughs> I mean, they put enough chemicals in there. It should right, sterilize it the you. second that it comes out. It might be a little warm if you walk through it. But. And let's be fair, especially <laughs> if it's a, if it's at the beginning of the summer, you know, June 1st, you need that extra warmth in the pool. It hasn't had all summer to warm up yet. Uh, yeah, I admit it. I've done it many times yeah. in my life. Not so much in my adult life, but... Definitely, no. as a teenager, I didn't care. <laughs> now I just choose to hold it until I cannot anymore. And then I look like an old person walking to the bathroom all hunched over. Like, <laughs> uh, All right. Eating a co-worker's lunch. Oh, that. Listen, you just got to watch Friends to know that this does not end okay. Okay. <laughs> One third of people, actually over a third, 35% of people have committed this act. What? Stealing someone else's lunch. (laughs) More than 70% of people have had their food stolen from the office fridge. That that... amazes me. (laughs) That's so much. Yeah. That's so much more than you Where are you going to eat it at, though? Like, Are you getting it and then hiding it and going out to your car to eat it? Because... Well, think of like an office with cubicles. I mean, you pretty much got your own little barrier there. Yeah, but anybody can walk past. You're walking and you can see into everyone's cubicle. Would you, if you walked by and it was like a brown bag lunch, like it was clear, it wasn't like something in a clear bag that you brought. But who brings brown bags anymore? I would. Okay, keep going. I'm listening. (laughs) And you saw the same food that you would bring normally. But it's all like packaged stuff. Would you automatically assume, hey, that's my lunch? Or would you automatically assume, hey, some of the same lunch as me? I would automatically be like, hey, I packed exactly the same thing. Right. And then I'd go and realize, hey, that was my exactly the same really thing. Really exactly. Exactly, exactly the exactly. same Exactly. And I'd be like, uh, you owe me lunch. <laughs> uh, all right. Online piracy. Downloading movies. TV shows, music, piracy websites got over 300 billion hits in 2017. See, I'm afraid I'm going to be the one person that gets caught. <laughs> they go after the producers of the content more than the downloaders. But, yeah, they have every right to catch it. And exactly. If they do, they will sue you for a heck ton of money. <laughs> they have done it in the past. See? Peeing in the pool, you can't prove that it was my pee. (laughs) But I can prove it was my lunch, and they can prove that I bought, did not buy, rather. (laughs) All right. Dog lovers, dog owners. Oh, gosh. 40% of dog owners don't pick up the poop that their pooches leave behind in public spaces. Oh, yeah. 83 million pet dogs in America producing 10.6 million tons of poop annually. That's a minefield of random poop to avoid. Deidre and I are taking an anniversary trip to New York. What? It's our our 15th anniversary. 
I'm jealous. So we're going to go to New York and we're going to walk through Central Park. And that's like one of the things I'm wondering. It's like, is there going to be like a bunch of dog poop everywhere? No. They're actually good people. (laughs) The ones that go to Central Park are actually pretty nice. You're going to have to look out more for the homeless people than the dog poop. True. (laughs) Um, Yeah. It's going to be fun. We'll talk about that more in a future episode about what we're planning on doing, including the really cool hotel we're going to be staying in. Shut up! Yeah, it's going to be fun. Gosh, it's my dream <laughs> trip. It's mine, too. Like, I'm... We were just talking... Like, we had talked about it. It's a brief sidebar. We had talked about it uh, last year. We're like, next year is our 15th. We should probably do something special. We yeah. should, like, go somewhere. And then she just brought it up a few weeks ago. Like, hey, we said we were going to go somewhere this year, like... What, what are you thinking? Were you thinking, like, go to Lubbock for a day? Or were you thinking, like, go on a real trip? And I said, oh, I don't know. What do you want to do? And we were like, oh, we could do this, we could do this. And I'm like, we could go to New York. Which was, when I said it, a, that's so far yeah. away. It yeah. would be such a big thing. He goes, yeah, we should go to New York. <laughs> so we're going to have to save, like, all of her bonuses for the, she get, she'll have two bonuses between that time. We got to save all that, and then we got to save a little bit more money uh, to reach the amount of money we need to bring with us, and the amount of money it's going to cost. But we're going to make it happen. It's going to be so really cool. neat. So we're excited. That's probably so be cool. the last big trip we get to take until our twentieth anniversary. But we're excited. Yeah. So totally worth it. <laughs> so cool. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I'm glad. We have a lot of places we want to see, but that's one of them. Central Park. It yeah. seems like such an iconic place to be. Uh, dentists. Going to the dentist as an adult. <laughs> 36% of adults really try to avoid the dentist at all costs. Uh, in 2016, the CDC estimated that only 64% of adults between the ages of 18 and 64 visited their dentist within the last year. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. I really need to make a dentist appointment, too. I'm... I got a giant hole in one of my teeth. Like, you can feel it. Matt. Yeah. I gotta get it taken care of. Go see Dr. Powell. She's amazing. Don't tell me what to do. (laughs) (laughs) Just saying. Uh, Sharing your Netflix or Hulu or whatever passwords among friends and not your family. Which is family is what you're paying for. 35% of millennials share streaming service passwords. Hmm. I don't know what it is for people of our age, but us old fogies, our zennials, our zennial self. You know, I've tried to share my (laughs) password. I've always been like, you know, people will say, oh, yeah, I don't have that. And I'm like, oh, well. It's it's free to download and here's my password. Yeah, and they're like, no, that's okay. That's right. I don't okay. trust your your choices. Fine, right? <laughs> Fine. I don't Whatever. want people messing up my uh, recommended shows. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like I had to make my mom her own account on our stuff just for when she comes over to watch the boys. Really? So I kept getting all these weird like dog themed shows and reality shows popping up in my recommendeds <laughs> on Hulu. I'm like, I do not want to watch the Real Housewives. <laughs> Please get this out of here. <sighs> All right, faking sick to get out of work. What percentage do you think? Oh, gosh. Like, have only done it once or what? Uh, 
Because if it's only done at once, 100%, 100% of people <laughs> have faked sick at least once. It doesn't say over what amount of time, but it does say a significantly lower percentage. It what? says 40% of workers have fake sickness as an excuse to take some time off of work. <laughs> she is shaking her head. Lies. That is a lie. Lies. <laughs> all right. Ghosting someone. Ooh. Cutting off all communication without any explanation. Typically to break up with someone. As many as one in five people have done this to a romantic partner. Wow. Just ghost them. That would be so mean. It is mean. That's one of the worst. That's like right underneath just listing all their terrible flaws to their face and then walking out. You know? Yeah. Just because all that does is leave it in their brain. Why? Yeah. Why did they do this? What's wrong with me? That's what you think. Mm -hmm. And that's awful. That's awful stuff. Awful business. Uh, okay, here's an odd one. Uh, it's not not typically one I think you'd find on the list. Loading up a truck bed without strapping anything down. Like with furniture or stuff like boxes, stuff like that, without strapping anything down. I mean... You've done that. I've done that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Between 2011 and 2014, 200,000 crashes occurred in America because people didn't secure their loads and ended up leaving debris on the road. <laughs> Don't laugh at the phrase secure their loads. <laughs> Resulting in approximately 39,000 injuries and over 500 deaths. I can see it. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. That's insane. I can't help but think Final Destination every time I pull up behind somebody that's got stuff in there. It wasn't like a large metal pole or whatever. Well, and then the there was a log. Because, oh. you know, there were like 20,000 Final Destination that's movies. Right. And in every one of them, you it was... You never reached the final one. Yeah. When are we going to get to the Final Destination? <laughs> uh, <laughs> workplace gossip. Okay. What percentage of people do you think participate in workplace gossip? Um, I'm going to say 63 72% of people. Uh, Americans spend an average of 40 minutes a week gossiping, totaling a whopping 33 hours per year, which is roughly a week of work time lost to office gossip. But that's okay, because 30% of bosses are in on it, too. <laughs> They're the ones leading it. Let's just be honest. <laughs> uh, excessive clutter in the garage. This was a problem for you. Is it a problem again? Um, I was there when you cleaned it no. out the first time. All right. 25% of people with two-car garages don't even have space to park one of their cars inside. Okay, well, we don't have space to park our cars inside, <laughs> but I mean, we... So we don't use our attic for storage. We use our garage for storage. Uh-huh. So, I mean, everything's in bins and organized and put away. So I wouldn't say it was cluttered, but... I mean, it's not. <laughs> and then we have a trailer in there and the four-wheeler and... Okay, well, I mean, those are vehicles. You have things. Okay. That would count. I think that would count as a car. Okay. <laughs> I just didn't like that. I mean, why? Do, why 
Do I have to be able to park at least one of my cars in my garage for my garage to be considered clean? <laughs> I don't think that's fair. All right. Here's, a, here's one that'll gross you out. Washing your hands. Okay. okay. 95% of people, according to a study by Michigan State University, don't wash their hands long enough to effectively kill bacteria after using a public restroom. And another study found that 69% of men and 35% of women don't wash their hands at all. It's gross. Do you not wash your hands, Mo? I am not a hand washer. (laughs) (laughs) Chris hates it. Disgusting. I know. That is just Chris. I agree with you. Well, and he's such a germaphobe, (laughs) and I'm the total opposite to where I'm just like... What doesn't kill me makes me stronger. That's exactly right. God made dirt, dirt don't hurt. Gotta apply to urine specs too. I mean. <laughs> Everybody is judging me right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is Much what it more is. than a cluttered uh, A cluttered garage. garage. <laughs> yeah. Uh, four out of five Americans aren't honest with their doctor, even in a one-on-one setting. Hmm. Uh, Okay, but can I say something? You can say whatever you want. This is a talk radio show. I got to tell (laughs) you, like I will be struggling and struggling and struggling, having this ailment for forever and ever and ever, and then I go to the doctor, and that's the one day that I feel great. (laughs) And I've forgotten. No, I swear I have this problem. Well, no, I've completely forgotten about my ailment. And so then I'll go home after telling the doctor, yeah, I'm fine. Nothing really that I'm concerned about. Nothing. I go home and 20 minutes later, I'm like, oh, there's that chronic headache that I've been dealing with for the past two months. That's so it's funny. like, it's well, that's not, not like that's not purposely being I'm, I'm, dishonest. I think this is about intentionality. Okay. <laughs> uh, so here's one that'll gross you out. About a quarter of pulled food delivery drivers admit to sampling their customers' food. Ew! <laughs> Picking off a stray pepperoni here or there, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Y'all get Taco Bell delivered to your house, so. Let me tell you, <laughs> they get Taco Bell delivered to our house. Every time. Every time. Can we have Taco Bell? Fine. Y'all can have Taco Bell. What do you want, Mom? Nothing. I'm not eating Taco Bell. I'm Ever take again. Take your Taco Bell and shove it. <laughs> Into your food hole. Yep. <laughs> if you can't help but peek at a stranger's phone, you're not alone. A survey by KDA Engineering shows that 40% of Americans peek at other people's phones. I totally do this. Are you a phone peeker? So, so much so that if I'm sitting behind someone and they're texting, yeah. I will take a screenshot of your text <laughs> and I will go back and read what you were texting. <laughs> so I'm not a purposeful person Like I don't seek it out Oh I totally seek it out But if I do make notice of something In passing It's hard for me to not just Read everything on the screen Yeah It's difficult Yeah So you're saying you go to the movies And if someone pulls out their phone Movie's over for you You got a new My movie is right thing. there <laughs> That's exactly right 
All right. Lastly, a study of 1,000 European hotels found that in 78% of them, guests stole towels from the bathrooms and the spa areas. You ever stolen a towel from a hotel? Well, I can't say ever. Because I think when Chris and I were first married, I did. But now, like, they keep count of those kind of things. Oh, they do. Things. They just charge you for it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there's, I might as well just go buy a brand new one from Walmart if I, if I want a towel. Jeez. In uh, junior high, we went to this really big choir competition in Colorado somewhere. Stayed in a really nice, it, was, it wasn't like a hotel, it was like a re- resort, like a woods cabin-esque resort, like a two-story uh, hotel room we were in for four of us guys. There were two beds up on the top and two beds on the bottom. Nice. It was, it was huge. It was nice. It was the nicest hotel room I've ever been in. I don't know how much money we spent, the school spent, to right? have us stay there. Uh, but it was cool. But there was a really comfortable pillow there. I took it. <laughs> and I left my gross, uncomfortable pillow behind. Yeah? <laughs> I'm like, this is the best pillow I've ever felt. So I'm pretty sure we wound up having to pay for that, but... Nobody ever, like, none of the choir directors didn't come and say, who stole a pillow because yeah. you owe us 50 bucks or whatever. Right. <laughs> so, I'm like, I had a new pillow. I kept that pillow for a very long time, too. It was very comfortable. If, if there's something about a hotel pillow, especially a good hotel. It's they've hard got to find the a good hotel pillow for me. Pillows. Anyway. I'm always, there's, every hotel I ever stay at now has, like, two options. Has the really firm pillows and the really soft pillows. Mm-hmm. And both of them are too far in both directions for me. Really? Yeah, I can never get comfortable with a hotel pillow anymore. Huh. It's hurting me. It's hurting me deeply. I'm sorry, Matt. (laughs) (laughs) Coming up next, four keys to overcoming a bad habit. We'll be back at the top of the hour with more of the Morning Side Hug right here on Back Row Radio. Back to the morning side hug, a back row morning show here on backrowradio.com. It is the third hour, and we're going to dive into a deeper topic today. We're going to be talking about four keys to breaking a bad habit. Now, uh, as we typically do with these lists, we're going to kind of go through them. We're not necessarily automatically endorsing this list because right. this isn't our list. This comes from lightworkers.com uh, article: How to Call on God to Break Bad Habits: Four Helpful Keys by Sarah. Calipes, Calipes, ends with a Z. Uh, <laughs> so we Hi, got Sarah. four things. We're going to read them and uh, give you our thoughts after we read each one. So the first one is mindfulness. One key goal to forming new habits is mindfulness towards that habit. Mindfulness is important because one can only break a bad habit when you recognize that you're doing it. For example, if you made a commitment to watch less television and read more, it's important to recognize the habits that led you to turn on the television in the first place. If you intend to eat healthier, the first step to mindfulness might involve consciously not buying unhealthy foods or bringing mindfulness into food choices when you are about to eat. A visual reminder can be another way to maintain mindfulness towards your new habit. It might be helpful to write down the positive habit and have it positioned in a place that you will often see it so part of what this is talking about is like 
root causes of our bad habits. And it says, you know, if, if you're turning on the TV, find yourself turning on the TV all the time, you need to try and figure out why. What leads you to constantly turn the television on? Is it an escape from something? Is it an escape from stress? Or is it just for, you know, a time of enjoyment? Mm-hmm. Is it to block out thoughts, block out children, <laughs> you know, some other, uh, other cause? Um, I mean, I, I, I think I agree with this one. Mm-hmm. I do, too. I like the idea of putting something... In the area to remind you, mm-hmm. you know, to make you. Yeah, when uh, when I was going through counseling, uh, dealing with with my initial bad habits that started me down the road to celebrate recovery, uh, it, it wasn't so much about developing a new habit, but it was more about trying to fight a mindset that I had. I was very depressed. I was very down on myself. Uh, I was worried about, you know. How can I ever do anything again without it being tainted by, you know, my past mistakes, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing. And I thought, you know, if I ever tried to do something meaningful or artistic or or anything like that, it would never be taken seriously mm-hmm. just because of my past. Mm-hmm. That's the mindset that I was in. And I remember my my counselor got really mad at me <laughs> when I when I said that. And he said if you want to do some art, do some D word art Mm -hmm. and don't ever be afraid to put it up next to everyone else's art. And for some reason that just really stuck with me. So I wrote that down on a piece of paper. I laminated that thing and I hung it up where I would see it every single day. Yeah. You know, it reminded me that it's not, it's that, that's me condemning it before it ever happens. Right. You shouldn't not take the chance, not take the risk, or not not put uh, yourself fully into something that you're passionate about just because you're afraid it might not be received the way you want it to. Right. Because that's just letting that happen before it even begins. Yeah. You know? And so that, that's kind of what I get, get out of this in that, you know, if you want to be, uh, if you want to make a change in your life, remind yourself of how important that is. Remind yeah. yourself not to quit before the miracle happens kind mm-hmm. of thing. My friend has a frid- uh, thing on her refrigerator, a dry erase board. Mm-hmm. And she wrote a little note to herself that I really love that says, fridge pickers wear big knickers. Stay strong, <laughs> wear the thong. Slightly inappropriate. Why is that inappropriate? It's mindfulness. It's making her think every time she goes to open up the refrigerator door. Do you want to be popular on TikTok? <laughs> <laughs> Throwback to an earlier segment in our week. Uh, all right. Number two on this list of uh, four keys to breaking a bad habit. Uh, prayer. If you find yourself struggling for success, prayer is another important tool for breaking bad habits. Call on God for strength to make new decisions and actions. It's important to remember God can give you the strength to overcome difficulties and challenges in life. God is always there for you, supporting and carrying you. And they give the verse 1, uh, 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 10, 13. <laughs> Donald Trump will read, no temptation has overtaken you 
That is not common to man. God is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. And see, that's where a lot of people get that that idea of God will not give you more than, more you, than can you can handle. handle. But that's not the full thought. No. It's more that God won't give you anything that you can't handle without with him. him. Yeah. Or with, with him. Yeah, with him. Sorry. I almost ruined it again. Jeez, uh, but yeah, it's uh, I, there's no. I don't find anything wrong with that one. That yeah. one seems completely mm-hmm. spot on, and a lot of the basis for celebrate recovery and stuff like that is that this is this is, and we talked about this earlier in the week too. Uh, if you you could have done it on your own, you'd have done it already. Right. You you need God's strength, God's power, God's willpower, especially that uh, you just can't seem to muster up on yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. Uh, number three, reframe and resolve. Forming your re- uh, resolution in a positive way can create a positive perspective around the change. For example, instead of resolving to stop eating junk food, it might be easier to make the re- resolution to eat healthier food. Uh, so instead of a negative connotation, make it a positive connotation. Mm-hmm. If you are hoping to pray more, reframe the intention to create a better relationship with God uh, instead of stop stop skipping quiet time you right. know, or something like that. These changes turn, in, uh, turn the resolution into an encouraging and positive message of change instead of a burden or a rule to follow. Uh, Ephesians four twenty two through twenty four to put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life, is cr- uh, and is corrupt through deceitful desires, and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds, and to put on the new self created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I like that one. Yeah. Um, it is always good to be positive uh, when we do. Like inventories and celebrate recovery, you know they right. make, they stress how important it is to list the positive and the negative, you know, mm-hmm. and the positive along with the negative. You yeah. don't just want all negative, um, and it's almost like when you phrase it like that, we'll use the junk food thing. I'm re- resolving to stop eating so much junk food. Mm-hmm. That's a condemnation on yourself, yeah. which. I mean, I won't say it's never beneficial to be self-condemn, you know, self-condemnation, because you know initially that might spark you, but it is not, uh, not a good thing to stay in that condemnation, right. to let yeah. that be a dr- try to be a driving force in your change. Yeah, it's rarely motivating. Yeah. for the long term. Right, right, right. Um, it's just like shame and guilt. Shame and guilt have a place, but you're never supposed to live there. Right. Um. And so if you're constantly in that mode of condemnation of stop this instead of starting a new habit, mm-hmm. then it's always a, I'm getting rid of a negative, trying to get rid of a negative aspect instead of trying to add a positive aspect. Right. Uh, so I'm trying to be less terrible is the goal, not I'm trying to be better. Bless sorry. you. You sorry. only get one, sorry. <laughs> That's my rule. You get one blessing. Apparently, that's all I'm worth to Matt. <laughs> no, and I. But agree. you see what I mean? Yeah, one hundred percent. And they, a lot of child um, uh, psychologists—I <laughs> couldn't think of the word—use um, this 
child tool. Actors. No. <laughs> <laughs> Um, child psychologists use the same kind of tool as far as teaching children, as mm. opposed to constantly saying no and telling them what they're doing wrong and, you know, redirect and say something positive. And how that could be better. How they could exactly. be better. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, yeah. That makes sense to me. And we're all just big kids anyway. So, <laughs> you know. And lastly, time. Number four is time. This list of four keys to breaking a bad habit. It's important to remember that habits aren't changed overnight. It takes time and energy and prayer to shift behavior. You may not be successful every day or every moment, but through steadfastness, fatness, steadfastness and support from God, you can shift bad habits to a more positive and healthier choice. Through prayer and mindfulness, you can be strengthened to make positive changes in life for a healthier and happier self. Again, uh, spot on. Mm-hmm. One of the things we, we harp on a lot, I try and say nearly every lesson week anyway, is that this is about progress, not perfection. Right. Uh, God is not expecting you to be perfect. Uh, last week, Hillary and I talked about uh, gospel tracks, and one of the key faults that many of them have is that it tells you the step to finding the steps to find salvation start with repent and then pray. Mm-hmm. You know, a prayer of salvation. And that's backwards. Mm-hmm. God doesn't need you to clean anything up in your life before you come to him. Yeah. He wants you to come to him right now. He'll work on your garbage after the fact. Right. Come to him as you are. Then you can start working on yourself. Yeah. Uh, and that's, you know, that's especially in like the chick tracks. Have you seen the chick tracks? No. Those are those really overly cartooned ones that go heavily after like Halloween and Dungeons and Dragons and all these kind of things. Okay. They're awful. They're just terrible. They're the worst. But but uh that's that's what they do is they really harp on, you know, repent first. Mm-hmm. Fix yourself first. Yeah. Essentially. And you're and never going can, to be right. able yeah. That's that's not that's not how this works. Right. And so in the same thing is that you're not gonna be perfect. You're not gonna my phone just went off. I turned it up for the game. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh you're never gonna be you're never gonna reach a place of perfection. No right. matter how good you do in overcoming bad habits, you're never gonna reach a place of perfection. You're always gonna have that temptation. You know, that the the idea like with alcoholism, once an alcoholic, always an alcoholic. Right. It's a rough phrase to think of because it does put a little bit more dang it phone it does put a little bit more condemnation on you than you need to have especially once you've had significant clean time Mm -hmm. but the idea is still backed up in that you really shouldn't let your guard down and uh at any point in your life if you had a problem with alcohol if you had a problem addictively consuming alcohol you should probably avoid alcohol right forever yeah because you already know that you have a tendency to lean on that in a very negative way. Mm-hmm. And so, though the phrase isn't perfect, the idea behind it is, you know, accurate for yeah. the most part. And so that idea of progress is you will, you can reach a really great place. You can reach a place where you feel like, you know, you're in tune with God and his strength that he's provided for you to where you're confident that you're not going to struggle with it. Uh, but you should never let your guard down and should right. never get to the point where you think you're perfect. Mm-hmm. And so it will take time to get to that point, though, where you're comfortable. 
Like I had an issue with pornography for a long time, a long time. It started before I had even hit puberty. So it was a part of my entire like identity uh, growing up. And there was a long period of time where I thought there's just no way I'm going to be able to get rid of this, Mm -hmm. this addiction. And uh, like I said, I don't know if I said it today or yesterday, but we're getting up to almost 10 years since I've looked at the stuff, Mm -hmm. which 11 years ago, I would have said is impossible. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, But that time, that steady working eventually got me to a place where... I had work. And in fact, all these things, all these things were all four of these and, you know, a lot more of the keys that we learn and celebrate recovery were all uh, very helpful tools, very helpful ways to frame my mind, very helpful um, Bible verses and truths. It's uh, it is possible there. Uh, some of you might be out there and you're hearing this kind of stuff and it seems, oh, this is all very. uh Positive, encouraging Bible nonsense, mm-hmm. you know, kind of stuff that, oh, yeah, well, you'll never really be able to do anything with just this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's don't don't defeat yourself before giving it a try. Right. You know, we, there are a lot of people that start recovery and they're just not at a place where they're going to give it up mm-hmm. and they fall away or they relapse and it takes more time. That's going to happen. That's a reality. Mm hmm. But that doesn't mean you should just give up and give into it. When you come to be a little more clear-headed, get up, try again. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, we have a we have a new celebrate recovery in our town that has just started up, led by my former uh, celebrate recovery leader here at uh, at our 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 CR, um, my CR, and. You know, he's starting a new one up with a whole new group over at his new church. And I'm excited for that. I got to go to the the first one. And uh, it's exciting. It's fantastic to see there's already a lot of support. Mm -hmm. Like I was worried about the specific church, you know, if they would support it or not. Mm -hmm. If they would really, if it would be just an offshoot ministry that's just happening or if people were really going to be there and be involved. Right. Which is something that I still struggle with in my church, mm-hmm. you know, getting people involved. Um, but then we had a, a group of, of three other churches who are thinking of coming together and making a joint CR at another part of our town that came and joined us this last Thursday. And it's for that that reason of there are so many people out there who have just given up hope Mm -hmm. and these three churches actually come from one of the rougher neighborhoods in our town uh and what's really cool is that they're all three they're all three like baptist churches but one of them is heavily white one of them is heavily hispanic and the other is heavily black Hmm. and they thought they've they've wanted to do a lot of things interconnected yeah and they thought the first thing should be an outreach to the neighborhood around us yeah which is just that's like the heavy drug area in yeah. our town. So like, this should be the first thing. So they're going to do a Celebrate Recovery. That's awesome. And they're in the starting starting phases. But this kind of stuff does work. And we're seeing that more and more when you really look into it. Yeah. Too many people brush off trying to get better because they think recovery doesn't work. And that's because there's a lot of Christians <laughs> out there 
who are saying that 12 step programs aren't, you know, worth it. They're not working because there's no like statistics about people who have been cured. And that's just the point. You don't get cured. It's not about perfection. Right. (laughs) It's about being better. Yeah. Well, and sadly, there is a large number of Christians also that just think that when you come to salvation, all your problems are fixed. And if they're not, then they question your salvation. They question your Christianity. And a lot of times, it never, I shouldn't say a lot of times, never are all of our problems fixed the second that we come to salvation. Mm -hmm. Never. Mm -hmm. Uh, one, One of the key reasons I stopped debating people online happened shortly after I was having discussions with people about celibate recovery online. Mm -hmm. And you would have that person chime in every now and then. Why don't you just ask Jesus to take that addiction away? Yeah. You must not really have a lot of faith. Mm -hmm. And if I could have reached through the screen to punch somebody, I would. Yeah. I'm like, look, I even said this, I said this in, uh, one of our lessons a couple of weeks ago was we all know we all know somebody who like smoked for years or drank for years and one day decided you know I probably shouldn't do this anymore put and it down quit. and never picked it up again mm-hmm. and there's a, I said there's a name for those kind of people they're uh, jerks they're jerks <laughs> I said no no it's great but there's a reason that this is a process and it's not typically our reason mm-hmm. it's typically God's reason yeah because as we talked about. And the first part of this thing is that it's not usually about the addiction. Right. It's about what led to it. Mm-hmm. It's about changing your entire life, your entire way of thinking, and the entire way you react to things. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot bigger of a task than just dropping one bad habit. Right. So I like this list. I like how it, it uh, framed that. I think it's very accurate in that way. Uh, I think this I is a good start. For somebody who's looking into how to drop a habit like that. And and we're not just talking alcoholics and, and no. drug addicts, but like even just having problem forgiving people mm-hmm. or stuff. Anything that weighs you down and keeps you from being the person that God is wanting you to be. Yeah. Uh, this is a very accurate time to use the Philippians 4.13 verse that I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Mm-hmm. This is one of those things it's actually talking about. Right. It's not talking about climbing Mount Everest. It's talking about doing those things that we think we can't ever do. Mm-hmm. If we, I just can't let something go. I can't drop this addiction. I can't uh, give my all to God mm-hmm. in, in these certain areas because this is holding me back. Mm-hmm. This is when you need to lean on God's strength. You're powerless. If you come to that realization, good. We are a lifeless battery. God is the charger. Right. <laughs> yes. <sighs> All right. Real quick, Christian music news. Uh, do you start That's you. Do I? Okay. Uh, this is one story, but we're going to bounce back and forth with uh-huh. reading it. Uh, the Recording Academy presented the 62nd Annual Grammy Awards 
on Sunday, January 26th, live from Los Angeles Staples Center and broadcasted on CBS. And this year's nominees reflect a melting pot of artistic innovation that defined the year in music, showcasing the unparalleled craftsmanship of established artists and the industry-shifting impact of rising music creators. This year's nominees were selected from more than 20,000 submissions across 84 categories and reflect the wide range of artistic innovation that defined the year in music. Uh, but we had two artists that in the Christian music section that really walked away big. Uh, here are the relevant Christian music winners of the year. Best Contemporary Christian Music Song went to God Only Knows featuring Dolly Parton for King and Country. Which was also our song of the year and our fan voted poll. Whoop, whoop. Uh, best Gospel Song went to Love Theory by Kirk Franklin. Best CCM album went to Burn the Ships by For King and Country. And best gospel album, again, to Kirk Franklin with his album, Long Live Love. So Kirk Franklin and For King and Country both coming away with a pair of Grammys this year. Listen, and it's not surprising to me. No, yeah. It's really not. I don't think, I don't don't know how, but I've missed that Kirk Franklin album. Yeah. I don't think I've heard anything off of it. So we're going to look into it. See if there's some stuff we can add. Yeah. At least that song, Love Theory, it's got to be good. We've got best gospel song. Right. (laughs) All right, coming up next, we share something that we love. We'll be back in just a few with more of the Morning Side Hug right here on Back Row Radio. to the morning side hug as our show is coming to a close for today but first i want to share with you something i love and this is a, a, a it's, it's a new love in my life oh. it is mountain dew zero sugar not diet mountain dew which is overly sweet they're two totally different things two totally different things and you likely saw in the super bowl the new mountain dew uh, zero sugar commercial featuring brian cranston uh it's it's uh, the whole the whole theme of the commercial. Have you seen the commercial? No. What I'm talking about. I saw it online. The whole theme of the commercial is uh, as good as the original. Okay. And so it's actually like Brian Cranston playing Jack Nicholson in The Shining. Okay. And it's the scene where he's chopping down the uh-huh. door and stick his hands out, but it's him holding the zero sugar and talking about that as he's doing it. Nice. And so instead of here's Johnny, he goes, here's Mountain Dew Zero Sugar. And the, the lady playing the wife, which, oh gosh, I know her name. She's from. No, you don't. You don't know any actresses' names. Yeah. <laughs> she's from, uh, she's the, the mom from Blackish. Uh, oh! She's a big name. She's related to a daughter of a big name, too. I don't, I can't remember. Anyway. She's, you know, screaming and she goes, actually, I am kind of thirsty. And she grabs it. <laughs> nice. It's a really funny commercial. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, but the whole idea was this was supposed to taste more like the original Mountain Dew, which I think it does. Okay. It's not as sweet as Diet Mountain Dew. Yeah. Which Mountain Dew isn't overly sweet. It's got a bit of a, it's got a bit of a crispness to it. Yeah. Mount, uh, Diet Mountain Dew, I think overloads the sweetness to try and hide the aftertaste or whatever this does not have any aftertaste i'm drinking i brought one today to drink as caffeine this morning because i was tired uh doesn't have any aftertaste it tastes 
really good, slightly muted from Mountain Diet Mountain Dew. Um, the big difference in it is that Diet Mountain Dew has orange juice concentrate in it. And therefore, it's technically not zero calories. Okay. If you get the cans, it'll say zero calories because there's not enough calorie in it that they legally have to put there is. But like if you get a bottle, I think it'll usually say one calorie or mm-hmm. something. Um, but it's got citrus juice in it, essentially, which is bad for keto. You're not mm. supposed to have citrus juice because it starts to count as carbs. Uh, so this doesn't have that in it. Uh, they did something else. But the other thing that was brought up to me was the someone asked me, the actually my wife asked me the question, does this have the... The chemical in it that hurts your liver right. and stuff. And uh, what the, I found out what that chemical was. It's called brominated vegetable oil. BVO is how it's usually written on the thing. And what it does is it leaves a residue in your, your uh, liver, your intestines, and your brain. Like in the fat found in all these things, all these places. It leaves a residue in there that is likely harmful. Over time. Mm -hmm. And I remember you saying, well, that's great because Chris drinks it all the time. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I found out that it's not in zero sugar. Okay. But I've also found out it's also not in Diet Mountain Dew anymore. Oh. They got rid of it uh, about two or three years ago. So they have taken that out of there, too. So tell Chris that he can (laughs) drink his Diet Mountain Dew. He's just gone back to drinking regular Mountain Dew. Oh, well, that's I know. It's not good. And he tried the zero sugar, and he said it tasted like booty. But really? my brother, See, I've seen a lot of people. It's been a it's been a fifty fifty. There's yeah. no middle ground so far. My my older brother, who yeah. is also doing keto, mm-hmm. loves it. It's fantastic. Loves it. So I kind of wonder if it's something with y'all keto people. <laughs> <laughs> if be. it just like reaches those taste buds, yeah. I, I think I think it largely has to do with the sweetness aspect. Yeah. Some people really like uh, a sweeter soda, and some people like it a little less cloying. Uh, because the the people that I've heard say hate it are the people that already drink Diet Mountain Dew on the regular. Yeah. Everybody who's tried it based off just drinking other diet sodas, but hasn't had Diet Mountain Dew or doesn't drink Diet Mountain Dew, enjoys it. Yeah. Um, but I haven't found any middle ground. I'm like, oh, it's all right. I haven't heard any of that. It's, it's either, either really great or it's garbage. Yeah. I say it's really great. Yeah. Uh, and it's worth a try. <laughs> and they're pushing for it hard. It's it's suddenly everywhere. Yeah. We're in a town that doesn't get a lot of sodas, like special sodas. It's really true. Quick. And if we do get it, it's usually only one version, one option, like the 12 can uh, box and that's about it. Yeah. But I have seen this. In Everywhere. The the big cans. I've seen it in the six-pack bottles. Yep. I've seen a single bottle at Walgreens and gas stations and all that. And it's, yeah, it's all over the place. Yeah. And I hope it stays that way because it's currently my number one. I like it better than the Baja Blast Zero Sugar from Taco Bell. And that's oh. really good. Okay, then. Uh, so. <laughs> no That's my thing I love. All right. Uh, all right. Let's close out the show with our Bible verse for the day. Our Bible verse for the day is Galatians 6, 9. And let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. 
Thank you for joining us. There is a Back Row Morning Show every weekday at 7 a.m. Eastern, 4 a.m. Pacific, with an encore at 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific. Mo and I bring you the morning side hug most of the week, and Bubba and Anna bring you Church Nerds every Friday. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Back Row Radio. And join oh, and, our... and, and, and Bite. Bite, oh, too. Oh, yeah. and, and Bite now. <laughs> is it also at Back Row Radio? It is. Yeah. And join our laughter-inducing Facebook community, Back Row Baptist Church, by going to backrowbaptist.com. If you love what we do here at Back Row Radio, please consider partnering with us at backrowradio.com slash partner. There are several tiers with different rewards and incentives, but even just committing to donate $1 a month will get you in our private Facebook group, The Scoop, and get you our private podcast feed, where you'll get every full episode of the Morning Side Hug, including our Throwback Thursday episode, and and you'll get a full episode of Church Nerds a day early. Of course, we also offer the Back Row Free podcast on backrowradio.com, where you'll get a weekly podcast on Wednesdays from the Morning Side Hug with selected clips from our first three shows that week. You'll get Critical Hit with Hector Mira and the full episodes of Church Nerds after they air on Fridays. That's it for the show. We'll be back tomorrow. We hope you will, too. Once again, I'm Matt. And I'm Mo. Remember that Jesus loves you. Nutella for president. <laughs> and if you see us around, we'd love a side hug. Bye. Bye.